I'm glad we're together today in this space. Uh, my name is Mark Cummins, and I'm the pastor at Church of Hope. And if you're a regular attender, welcome. So glad that week after week we join together in this space. And if by chance this is your first time, I'm really glad that we're beginning our friendship today. Uh, understand that this broadcast literally goes around the world for free. See, we believe that life's at its best when people discover hope in Christ. There are people who give generously so this broadcast can be reached across every continent. If you've never given, I would invite you today to give. You can go to our webpage, hopeinocala.com, and drop down on the giving bar and give a one-time gift. Or you can give generously beyond just today. And if God's blessed you, help us as we give hope around the world. But for now, I want you to open up your heart and your mind. Let Jesus speak to you because what I believe is that when we open up our minds and let Jesus speak to us, life doesn't become perfect and all the problems don't go away, but you experience his presence in you, with you, and for you. Open up your heart. Let Jesus speak to you today. Peace. Katie and Faith, what we just saw on the screen is a recap from Orange Conference 2023, a time where literally those who are investing their lives in the next generation, so children and students in churches in America and around the world, come together to Atlanta, pack out an arena and learn how and what it means to invest in the next generation. So I'm curious, I know that we were there. So what is one takeaway from this time where all these leaders came together? What's one takeaway from Orange Conference? A big takeaway from Orange Conference is there's a breakdown of trust in this generation. They don't trust any big institution. So big business, media, politicians, organized religion, nonprofits, public schools, they don't trust us. But as we learned from PMC last week, it's better than we think. And yes, they don't trust us. Yes, they don't trust the culture they're in, but they are more open and hungry for Jesus than any generation before them. But they're looking for who to trust. And that's where we get to step in and become the people that they can trust to point them to our Savior, mm -hmm. Jesus. Now, what you shared is significant. And Faith, I want you to speak into the why, like why we have next gen at Church of Hope. And it's not lost on me that on a Sunday morning, you know, we have moms, dads, caregivers, we're getting the kids ready. It can be rushing out the door, everybody get in the car, come to Church of Hope, trying to find a parking spot, grab a cup of coffee. Finally, we're in our seat in the auditorium, they've been checked in. And we can think of Hope Kids or 1440 on Sunday nights as childcare. Now, what is the purpose of Hope Kids and 1440? Um, well, let's start off with a little bit of scripture. Um, in Mark 9, 36 to 37, Jesus says, whoever welcomes the little children into my home welcomes me. 
That's what we get to do on a Sunday morning. We get to welcome kids into our space and teach them about Jesus and just pour into them. At Orange Conference, we got to hear from the founder, Reggie Joyner, where he showed a funny way of looking at it. He said, I welcome Jesus into my church every Sunday. Yeah, there's a big church where all the adults show up, and you know what, that's cool and all, but back in Hope Kids in 1440, I get to be where Jesus shows up. You guys are hanging out with the pastor, and PMC, you're cool and all, but um, we're hanging out with Jesus back here, and I don't know about you, but that's where I wanna be. I love that. <laughs> So we get to partner with kids to help them discover in Christ we have hope because there is no future without Jesus and they get to learn about him. Jesus values our younger generation and we get to like honor him by valuing them too and pouring into them because they are our future. Um, we have small group times designated for each kid, for each age group, so they can learn about their faith and grow in it in an age-appropriate way. They are gathering this information and they're seeing these teachers in their classrooms and they're like, hey, I know this person. I know what they're teaching me. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna learn about this cool guy who died on the cross for my sins and they, when kids are excited about something, they make it everyone's business. They wanna tell everybody, the cashier at the grocery store, their parents, teachers, their friends, and even the whole church because they're excited that Jesus died on the cross for them. And then they're making that decision, I know you've seen it before, to be baptized. These kids are making the decision to be baptized that some of us adults don't even feel ready to make. They're understanding the implications of it and they're understanding what it means. Um, and not only do we get to partner with kids, we get to partner with our amazing dream team. It's a group of men and women who feel that passion and calling to teach kids and pour out into them and just show their faith to everybody and just teach our future generation because they know that, again, there's no future without Jesus. Yeah, we've got to pause here because I want to welcome Jesus to Church of Hope every week. Like, how do I sign up to be a world changer in Hope Kids in 1440? Well, behind me, there's gonna be a number on the screen. If you, and if you text the word world changer to that number, me and Katie would love to connect with you sometime this week, answer any questions you may have, and just speak about Hope Kids. Yeah, you're changing the world. Like, this is significant. And then when we think about parents and caregivers, Katie, I want you to share with us what the role of a parent, a grandparent, a caregiver in the life of a child and a student is, and then how we as a church are really equipping them to be who God made them to be. We have information at our fingertips. Uh, our students are inundated with information all day, every day from social media, like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube to friends, teachers, coaches, everybody that they can hear from is giving them information. So they've got information overload. So we need to shift from teaching them what to think and now instead walk in their lives and teach them how to think. Mm -hmm. They have the information at their fingertips, but how do they engage with it critically? How do they understand it and apply it and live it out in their everyday lives? So Proverbs 22, six 
says this, to train a child in the way that he should go, and even when he is old, he will not turn from it. Train is a really important word. Train isn't just telling or stating or, or giving information. To train is to teach and instruct a behavior, a skill over time. And that is our, our goal with our kids and our students is to train them how to engage with God's word and the truth that he has for their lives. And if, if we don't train them, moms and dads, if you don't train them, somebody else will. Influencers on social media already are telling them what shoes to wear, how to dress, how to behave. Somebody is already trying to train them, but we get to step in and train them according to what God says and who he says that they are. And so we have different ways that we want to equip you to train as a family. We want to equip you in three, three simple ways. First way, easiest way, social media. I hope kids in 1440 has an Instagram and a Facebook, and we share what's happening in 1440 and Hope Kids. We share different resources with you. We share different pages that you can go to, like blogs and articles, to, to get more ideas of how to engage in and interact with your student and your kid, no matter what phase they're in. The second way is through a parent email. Every week, there's an email that is sent directly to your inbox that has a specific resource for that week on how you can, in your everyday life, create conversations around the dinner table, on the way to the ball field, while walking from the car to the grocery store, while in the grocery store. Conversations that just give your kids a space to ask questions, to learn, to grow. And then the third way is through uh, take-home papers that we give you when you pick up your kids. From prayer calendars to how you can pray for your child to challenge cards that give specific questions or challenges that your kid can live out that week, what they just learned in Hope Kids, to uh, 30 days of prayer. While we as, uh, as adults were praying for our one this past spring, our kids had their own prayer calendar and it challenged them for 30 days to get into God's word by going on the YouVersion Bible app and watching the kids' Bible experience. So I don't know if you knew this, but on that Bible app on your phone that you already have downloaded, there's something designed just for your children and it's fresh and new every single day to teach them one verse, just one verse of what God's word says and how they can live it out. And so we're seeing these resources work. I wanna share Max's story who you see on the screen. Max took our 30 days of prayer calendar home and he starts doing it with his sister Mia, with mom and dad, and every day they're tuning in and they're watching the kids' Bible experience and then they're talking as a family. And it just opened up the space for them to start talking and asking questions. What is faith? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Uh, how can I follow Jesus with my life? And all of that then led to Max taking his next step and telling the world publicly, hey, I'm Max and I'm a Christ follower and I am choosing to live my life for Jesus and I wanna tell you about it. So we're seeing these resources work and that is our main goal and our main hope is to equip you to train as a family, to train in God's word and to live it out with your kids.
No, it's so intentional, and you really are creating these training resources. I love that you shared about the YouVersion Bible app for kids as well, and when you do log on with your kids, you'll even see familiar faces. Hope Kids is a part of this resource, actually developing videos and content for the app. It's incredible. And I also don't wanna assume that we're all receiving these emails or we know how to find you on social media. So how can someone say, hey, I don't know how to get that, but count me in for this tool and this resource. How can we, we get these in our hands? You can text resource to the number you see on the screen. And this week I'll connect with you. Make sure that your email is on our list and that you get that email to your inbox every week. I'll connect you on our Instagram and our Facebook. I'll answer any other questions you have. And if you want the resources we've already sent, I'll forward them to you. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for training us up. And Lori, I want to say thank you, first and foremost. I mean, you're investing your life as salt and light, making our community better and brighter. You're serving on our Marion County School Board, and as a Christ follower, you're waking up every single day seeing how you can make a difference right here, and you really are changing the world. So thank you. And you know, knowing that, knowing you believe in Jesus, you're waking up making a difference, I wanna get your feedback. You're on the front lines and we want to hear from you. Like what challenges are you seeing here in our community in Marion County Schools right now? Thank you, Emily. Before I um, start <laughs> to share with you the concerns, I wanna say thank you to Pastor Mark and Emily because I did walk to school. Uh, <laughs> to kindergarten here in Marion County. It wasn't up a hill or in the snow, but I did walk across the street to South Ocala um, and spent 13 years in public education here and then 27 years in the classroom. So it wasn't quite 500 years, Pastor Mark, but it's been a long time. And in that time, I've never had the opportunity um, to talk about education, uh, the concerns about education in a faith-based setting. And so I'm really grateful uh, because as we, after we met our, our planning session and as I began to make my plan for how to express my concerns in five minutes, <laughs> um, I'm just really grateful um, and proud that the Church of Hope has opened up this space for us to have the conversation. And so with that being said, um, there are a lot of concerns in education today. Um, if you turn on the TV, watch the news, if you follow social media, public school is facing an unprecedented amount of challenges. And so if we look and reach into that space, how can we make a common narrative where we can address many of these issues? Um, and it fits so well with many of the things Pastor Mark shared this morning, but we have to be active. We have to make sure that education becomes a priority, not just at our, in our home, not just in the classroom, but in our community. Back in the day when I was walking to kindergarten to South Ocala, it was enough that my parents put education first in my life. And going through years in education, I just, I honestly, and I hate to say this, but I honestly don't feel that's enough. Our community has to lean into putting education um, at the top of our priorities, faith, family, and education. Um, that's what I would love to be the motto for Marion County. Um, because the boys and girls that are in school right now, and we have 44,000 of them, about 5,000 of them um, have special needs, 
or accommodations, those children are gonna be a part of our community. They're gonna be working, volunteering, worshiping, and leading uh, Marion County um, as we move forward. And I will say, um, to echo what Pastor Mark said, we are really fortunate to be in Marion County. And being in Marion County for so long, I didn't realize that until I hit the campaign trail. And I saw what was happening in other districts. And it, it was scary to me. It was scary to me as a teacher. It was scary to me uh, for my students. And it was, it was scary, scary to me as a community member. I don't want those kinds of things in my community and being presented to my children. So I just, I, I hope that you're on the same page as me and when you understand how fortunate we are um, to be here in Marion County. That being said, we have a lot of room for improvement in education and how do we streamline um, those ideas so that we can begin to tackle mm. and find resolution in issues that we're facing. And so the issues range from safe schools um, to mental health. On our last uh, research, this was last week, we had 26% of our students have an elevated um, risk, mm. emotional um, challenge. That's a really big number for mental health mm. in young children. Um, you know, and then the range goes on to reading scores and attendance and trying to get kids to school. So the range is vast uh, for what we're trying to improve upon. And as I tried to find a common thread, one thing was putting education first, making it a top priority. And second is building positive relationships, um, which really is what, when Jamie gets to speak here in just a minute, you're gonna see that's the work that he's doing in our schools, uh, building relationships with our students um, so they can have success, make connections, um, and move forward uh, in their educational journey. And so we all can play a role in that. And, and one of my goals, one of the reasons um, I participated today is that the reach for you is so far, because we're kind of preaching to the choir here, singing to the choir here. Um, everybody's here, so you're actively engaged. But what reach can you have when you go to the ball field, mm -hmm. when you go to dance recitals, dance practice, mm -hmm. when you're at the library, um, you know, wherever your day takes you to extend that conversation and include education mm. um, and how are, how are you involved. Um, so in that narrative, um, I want, you to encourage, want to encourage you to reach out and find the Marion County Public Schools website and Facebook page because although we have a lot of challenges, there are a lot of great things that are happening in our schools. And that's one of the blessings of this position is being able to see all of the things that are happening from our pre-K, our three-year-old pre-K handicapped units, all the way up through our um, special needs, some young adults at 22. And so the service that we provide is phenomenal uh, and the reach that we have is fantastic and so um, although there's room for improvement um, don't let the negative narrative make your mindset negative um, be a piece of that that's positive and, and share in that so we can build the relationship and have a difference in the kids lives in Marion County so I'm just really grateful um, to be a part of the team here in Marion County, uh, and I look forward to us moving forward as we tackle some of these challenges.
No, thank you for sharing challenges and then also opportunities for how we can lean in and make a difference. And you know, Lori, on Sunday, August 6th, we're hosting 3G Sunday. And typically in the life of Church of Hope, we host annually a day where we go serve. We're a part of making a difference in our community. And most often that has looked like getting shovels and mulch and paint and making Marion County look beautiful. We live in a beautiful town. We're doing something different on August 6th. Rather than picking up a physical shovel, we're actually gonna pick up the power of prayer. And we're gonna prayer walk our schools, walking around the perimeter, through the hallways, covering our teachers, faculty, students, school board in prayer. And before I ask you how we can pray, I wanna ask, you have two prayers. When you started teaching, you prayed something in your classroom. And then recently, that prayer has looked a little bit different. Tell us about how you've been praying. It did. Um, just reflecting again, going through kind of this process and preparation. Um, when I started teaching school uh, right here, I was at Wyomeda Park in Evergreen my first couple of years. Um, my prayer was just to welcome the kids in. They were a blessing, and I, wouldn't, I wanted to be a blessing to them. Um, and as I reflected on how I felt last year preparing for each day, it was to put, put on the suit of armor to have God's armor over me. And it really, it, it wasn't in fear, just like Pastor Mark shared. Um, it wasn't in fear, it was in preparation. Um, you know, for God to fill me and provide me with what my students were gonna need that day because I wasn't always armed for the challenges that came to school. Identity, you know, children with an identity crisis. Um, all of those things, kids that their parents may have gone, been gone in the middle of the night, um, kids that didn't have breakfast or didn't have dinner the night before. The challenges that our children face are real, and they're challenges that I haven't had to face as an adult. So without those experiences, I needed God's help in how do I meet the needs of my students each day. And so I think, I don't know, how, I, I wanted to ask this the last group, how many people do we have in the audience that um, are, are part of the education system in here in Marion County? Just raise your hands. You're either a student, teacher, you've got grandkids or kids? Wow. Okay. We have, because we have 44,000 students, we have 7,000 employees, and, and the reach is far. You know, we have the potential uh, to make a difference on our community by leaning into um, having a proactive change in how we approach. And we can do that by finding a common goal. You know, we can all agree that every, we want every student to achieve. We may not agree on cell phone policy. We may not agree on attendance policy or dress code, but we can all agree and come to the table to solve problems saying, we want every child to succeed. Can we, as we lean towards 3G Sunday and we walk our schools, how can we join you in praying for our schools, our students, and, and for you? So real quick, I have a quick story. Um, soon after I was elected in November, I was making visits to um, school. I wanted to visit each school site. Um, and I met Ms. Parker at Howard Middle School. And we were just visiting and talking and, and she was sharing, oh, well, Church of Hope came and prayed over every single room. And I said, I'm a member of Church of Hope. I didn't know this had happened. Um, and I literally had tears in my eyes because I can't think of a more powerful 
um, thing to happen, especially as a teacher and an administrator. When I walk in, and I, I've already prepared myself by putting on God's armor, but knowing that not only did I pray for what was happening in my room that day, but the community was praying for me um, as I moved forward in my day and had interactions with many children. So I just say that, and one, I'm grateful, so grateful to be a part of this church and the work that they're doing in, in the community. And um, really excited about what would happen if other churches joined us in this mission uh, of praying over our schools. Um, not just in August when school starts, because everybody's kind of on their best behavior then, but you know, what if it happened quarterly? You know, in each, each report card, I would always tell my students, it's kind of a fresh start. So um, I'm just really excited about what that looks like coming from a faith-based mindset. So just excited about that. But prayer requests, I have a couple. Um, I ask that you pray for our SROs, our administrators, and our staff. Uh, the safety of our school is a top priority. I'm proud of the work that Marion County is doing. But for us just to, um, to continue to be vigilant, uh, you know, I, it feels like the bad guys think of things that we don't, you know. So us, for us just to be vigilant and um, to be mindful of the needs of our students and our campuses. Um, a special prayer for our staff members. Uh, you know, there's a teacher shortage. I think we have 240 openings. We have 5,000 special needs students um, that require, their teachers require special certification. And so we're looking to fill those spaces um, with people who want to be there, who have the heart to serve uh, children um, so they can meet their potential. No, we will definitely be joining you in prayer. Thank you, Lori. You know, Jamie, I'm excited to hear from your perspective as you're on the front lines. You're investing in the students in our school system as the founder of Cut Different. And I've loved hearing your story over the years of why you started Cut Different, what it is. And so I would love for you right now to just share the mission of Cut Different. What is it that Cut Different does? Yeah, so um, it, it goes along with the theme I've been seeing today. I, I seen Katie with his shirt on with it. Miss Linda has the shirt on. It says world changer. And um, you can even go on our website. So who we are, we're world changers, but what we do is male mentorship. So our mission is to guide young men to own their greatness. So we have an auditorium, a church full of people right here and greatness looks different for each and every one of us. So what happens is our young people, and you, you said it as well, Katie, this social media thing, is, it's a big thing that we're up against. We have young people on, on on, on social media, on the internet, looking for their identity and finding their identity in false things. So what we do at Cut Different, we, we're helping these young these young kids with self-discovery, feeling their self-worth. Um, and I, I shared it earlier, but when I was a child, there were things I did and things that I didn't do because I knew when I went home, my dad was going to whoop my butt. <laughs> A lot of kids don't have that accountability. They don't have anyone to hold them accountable for their actions. So they, they're going out into the world and just living and doing things. What we're doing at Cut Different, we're trying to ex put expectations on their life. We're building them up, sharing them just like training. When you train for a sport, you go to practice every day. You train and you go play a game. In life, I tell my boys all the time, we have to do the same thing. We have to come in here and we have to practice how to work as a team. We have to practice how to be a leader. We have to practice these different skills so when it's time for you to show it, that you just go, it just naturally happens. And again, we train these kids to have empathy. 
Empathy, so that's a big thing. Like we got so far away from the basics of just life, having empathy for someone else. And uh, that's what we do on a daily basis. Uh, we focus on positive exposure. So taking a person out of their environment, not just telling them, but showing them what they can be. So again, you can go in a school setting and your teacher could say, hey, you could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer, you could be whatever that is. And you know, a kid could look at you and say, hey, that may be your reality, but that's not my reality. Because when I go home, I don't see any doctors and I don't see any lawyers. So it's hard for me to see that for myself. So we take these kids into the biz, local businesses um, to see themselves, to be able to see you, yourself working in this environment. And I even shared this experience. This is something really cool. We took kids over to Team Cone. When I say Team Cone to you guys, that may sound just like very just normal. Uh, so some of these kids are like, man, I pass by here every day. I didn't know what this place was. I had kids leaving there saying, I'm coming to work here when I get out of high school. I'll never forget one of the boys the following week, he came, he said, hey, Mr. Jamie, I seen a Team Cone truck on the road. And for me, it was like, okay, no, at the gas station is where he said he seen a team cone truck. And I'm saying, in my mind, I told him, I say, these team cone trucks always been on the road. You just wasn't aware to what that was. That's just like when someone you know gets a new car and you start seeing that car everywhere because you're aware of it. So again, if there's some things that we have kids that are graduating high school and they don't know the opportunities that are aware of them. They, they're, they're leaving and they're feeling lost. I'm born and raised in Ocala and um, I'm thank God I, I play sports and that was my outlet. But a lot of kids don't have outlets and they don't see opportunities that they have. So we're filling the void, showing them the opportunities they have, showing them who they are most importantly, and then just helping them succeed. But um, I even want to say thank you too. So a lot of people don't know, Katie helped me. We, I mean, Emily helped me. We were over there in the room and we were putting out that mission and she helped us come up with that guiding young man to own their greatness. So yeah. I mean, we are truly honored to partner with you and Cut Different here at Church of Hope. And I love when I get on Facebook, just seeing the videos that you're sharing. You, there's a couple pictures on the screen right now that people can see, but you have videos of how you're taking these students to places like Team Cone. And it's incredible. So you can follow on Facebook and also Cut Difference website is linked at Church of Hope's website with all of our partners so you can learn more. Um, and you know, Jamie, I've got to brag about you and the work you do as well. I was having lunch with Lori. We're talking. She's sharing her perspective as a school board member. And I asked her, and she can testify. She's sitting right here. She can tell you I'm shooting straight with you. She, I asked her, what is one thing that you wish we would see more of in our schools? And without hesitating, Lori looked at me and said, cut different, what Jamie Gilmore's doing. Like, you're making a difference. Absolutely. So I also want to ask you, how can we as Church of Hope pray for you and the Cut Different team and, and the students that you're working with? Yeah, so for us, it's, it's navigating your prayers to the youth. So it's, it's, it, it's a war going on outside. Uh, we can't go too many days before we're seeing a death of a young person and our different things that happen in our community. And we have to figure out, and people come to me sometimes, <laughs> you know, I don't have the answers either, but you know, I wake up every day dedicated to pouring into the lives of the boys that I mentor. And um, that's a start for me. But so I, I, I direct you to put your prayers on our youth. Um, and for, so a lot of people don't know, Cut Different started I, like I played football from 6 to 23. That's a, that's a long time. And um, I started forming my identity off the game of football. Um, I was a go-getter, you know, bringing your aggression every day, being motivated. So I took that. When I got done, I was trying to figure out what's next for me. And I started chasing things that I want, being the selfish Jamie, you know, chasing, okay, I want to do this and chase it. I want to do this and chase it. And I started hitting a wall. So for the first time in my life, I actually paused. 
I pause and I ask God. I say, God, what do you want for my life? Jesus, please take the will. Like, and really, in that moment, my life changed. I left Ocala in 2012, and this was around 2020, and God directed my path back here. And um, I started volunteering in the school system where my, my mom worked, and she wanted me to work with some young men that were in trouble. And in that moment, that's where Cut Different with birth. We've seen the lack of accountability. We've seen the lack of guidance that the young kids have. So again, when I, when, when, when I ask you about the prayers, I, I just want you to redirect your prayers to our youth. And, and when you're praying for cut different and we're seeing cut different, just know this is uh, something that God placed on my life and we're just doing God's work. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, Church of Hope, in a moment, Pastor Mark is going to come and equip us with next steps. Like, where do we go from here and with everything that we just heard and learned? But before we get a next step, I want us to pause and pray right now. We have talked about the power of prayer, and we've had the privilege to hear from four dynamic leaders who are waking up every day, literally investing their lives, everything that they do, into the next generation, into children and students in our community. So right now, we're gonna pray for them, for God's protection and guidance over them. And I wanna ask that you would put some action to this prayer, that you would stand in agreement with me by just, if you're in this room, put your hand forward towards the stage. Online, you could do that towards your computer, towards your phone, and let's pray over these leaders together, and then Pastor Mark will come. God, thank you. Thank you for Katie, for Jamie, for Faith, and for Lori how you are using their gifts, their talents to make a difference and to make a mark. God, I know when you're passionate about something, you can wake up brokenhearted and also ready to step forward into each day making a difference. And I ask on the days that it feels a little more challenging or frustrating that you remind Katie, Jamie, Faith, and Lori of who you've made them to be and what you've called them to do. God, we believe that for such a time as this, you have positioned them to be leading in the areas that they're leading, partnering with students in this next generation to discover hope in you and who you have designed them to be. Keep your hand of protection around them, guide them, encourage their hearts, and God, remind them that they are not alone, that they have a family called Church of Hope cheering them on and lifting up their arms in prayer. God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing and show each of us how we too can lean in and make a difference. It's in your name we pray, amen. Okay, so scripture says that we don't wanna be just hearers of God's word, we wanna be doers. I would suggest to you the reason that the United States of America is in the mess that it's in today is because those of us who gather on Sundays have done a really good job of hearing God's word but then perhaps potentially Monday through Saturday, not so much of the doing part. So let's take some action steps and let's make a difference. All right, so here, write, write some things down. Number one, they're gonna bring that um, uh, hope resources uh, back to the, to the screen behind me. Um, if you're not getting the, the resources, if you don't have kids, you probably know somebody who does. Plus, these resources are just good. You can apply them in your own life. You can contact that. They'll put you on the email distribution list. It'll come to your email box, 
and to make a difference. Number two, uh, Jamie Gilmore, cut different. Um, Jamie's gonna hang out right down front over here, my right, your left. Afterwards, come down, shake his hand, and then bring your checkbook. Give him lots of money, right? Go to his webpage, cut different. Hey, listen, there's a lot of people who can complain about what's happening in society, but you get to step up and make a difference. We had to turn boys away. I'm on the board of directors uh, for Jamie's uh, uh, foundation, and we had to turn some boys away because we did not have the funds to, you know, to you know, raise up leaders to get in their life. So that's, that's a second. Third, save the date, 3G Sunday, right? Um, we will next weekend begin registrations. We're gonna teach you how to prayer walk. This is a skill set you will have for the rest of your life. Not only will you be able to prayer walk in the different schools, I'm gonna show you how to prayer walk in your children's home, in your children's bedroom, in your home, in your neighborhood, when you're going to Publix, when you're going to Walmart, wherever it might be, how to anoint that space biblically with prayer to push back against the evil that's in the culture of today. Did you hear what, um, I think it was Lori. Lori said, don't let the negative narrative become a negative mindset. Don't let the negative narrative become a negative mindset. Every negative thing you hear this week, which by the way, will be about every other five seconds, just pray. Say, dear God, one, protect, don't let it get my brain, but then pray for, for that particular person. The other thing is this morning, perhaps one of the most brilliant quotes came from Young Faith. You know why I told you that she's, she's a rock star. She said this, there's no future without Jesus. And that's true. So after I pray, I'm gonna be right over here, my left, your right. If you aren't confident that you've got a relationship with Jesus, come right down here, talk to me, and together let's discover hope for you that's found in Jesus Christ. And then last, um, I'd like to hear from you. You know, I've been trying to finish this book uh, to teach parents, grandparents, and caregivers how to train um, their, their children, having a mission, having a workout plan. We, we have plans for retirement. You have a business plan for your company. What is your plan to raise your son or your daughter to be a world changer? What's your plan when the evil choices of the day come against your children? What's your plan so that you've equipped them in advance to win in that moment? So if you'll just text the word launch uh, to the numbers on the screen, uh, we'll make sure that, that you get um, uh, up to speed on what's happening. And if you would send me from your perspective, uh, what you see is like, this, this is like the challenge, like no other challenge that you're seeing in the role of being a parent or caregiver. Thank you. Being together in this space today is really good. If you've never begun a relationship with Jesus, I'd like to invite you today to start following Jesus. It's not about your behavior. It's not about your church attendance. It's about the reality that Jesus is for you. God's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. Would you right now pray this prayer with me? Hey God, it's me. I've sinned and I know it and I can't fix me. But today I receive you, Jesus, as my savior. I believe that you died on that cross for me. 
and that you were buried for three days, and then you became alive again. And I invite you into my life to guide me and direct me all the rest of the days of my life. And with that prayer, my friend, welcome to God's family. I'd like to continue our friendship. If you would email me, pastor at hopeinocala.com. I'll follow up with you and together we'll celebrate Jesus in your life. Peace.